Hello, and welcome to a, the first in a five-part series of the University Writing Program podcast, where we will be talking about the, learning, the student learning outcomes for the University Writing Program. Um, as always, I would encourage anyone who is listening, student, teacher at UNC Charlotte, uh, or other institution, if you have any sort of insight or would like to add to the discussion uh, around these learning outcomes, please call into the podcast, add your voice to the discussion, we would love to hear from you. So the first learning outcome that we're going to focus on in this episode of the podcast is critical reading. Um, This is a big one right now. It's really important. There's a lot of research showing that students um, need a lot of help with critical reading. And this is something that we focus on in our first year writing classes here at UNC Charlotte. Um, So I just want to read uh, out loud first our learning outcome that we have around critical reading. And then just open up a discussion about what this really means, how we should do it, um, any ideas or thoughts about, you know, actual techniques that we can use in the classroom to help promote this learning outcome. So here's the description that we've come up with for um, critical reading. Reading critically is the ability to analyze, synthesize, interpret, and evaluate ideas, information, and texts. When writers think critically about the materials they use, they separate assertion from evidence, evaluate sources and evidence, recognize and assess underlying assumptions, read across texts for connections and patterns, and identify and evaluate chains of reasoning. These practices are foundational for advanced academic writing. By the end of first-year writing, students should be able to use reading for inquiry, learning, and discovery, Analyze their own work and the work of others critically, including examining diverse texts and articulating the value of various rhetorical choices of writers. Locate and evaluate for credibility, sufficiency, accuracy, timeliness, bias, primary and secondary research materials, including journal articles and essays, books, scholarly and professionally established and maintained databases or archives, and informal electronic networks and internet sources. Use a diverse range of texts, attending especially to relationships between assertion and evidence, to patterns of organization, to the interplay between verbal and nonverbal elements, and how how these features function for different audiences and situations. So that's the description of critical reading that we uh, use as a program here in the university writing program. And I think this description uh, goes a long way to address a lot of the complexities that comes along with this idea of critical reading. How do we help students get better at this? This is a really tough question. I mean, there's so much in that description. There's so much about source evaluation. There's so much about how to use source material in arguments effectively. Um, and especially in, you know, in today's sort of world and where we're, and what we're dealing with right now, this ability to really look at the material that we read in, in a real way, in a, in a truthful way, and be able to figure out if that material is what we want to, to use and if we should be using it is really difficult. Um, on top of that, we're also asking students to critically read their own writing a lot, right? So it's not just about finding sources and sort of having a process and a system in place to evaluate those sources, but it's also about giving students the tools that they need to be able to look at what they've written and decide, you know, critically analyze their own ideas, their own arguments, and sort of engage in that recursive, self-reflective process as well. So I think there's a lot going on here. Um, I think one of the ways that we've helped to, that we've attempted to address this learning outcome is we've put together a journal of articles written by by faculty in the university writing program. Um, It's called Regarding Composition or Recomposition. Um, It's a really great journal, and we use it as our first-year writing textbook. One of the great benefits of this is that 
the people who wrote the articles are right there in the halls of the first year writing program building. So if students are reading one of those articles and they want to kind of go past the text on the page, they could actually reach out to one of the authors and talk to that person about the text. Um, so this journal, I think, has helped to um, really ground our program in a foundation of critical reading, um, offering students these these texts written by writers for writers. Um, another sort of, you know, I guess something that I try to do in my classes with critical reading is I try to expose students to a very wide variety of different kinds of texts. Um, so we look at scholarly articles from library databases and academic journals. Uh, we look at everything, you know, across the internet and we develop strategies for figuring out, you know, how to use those sort of more informal internet sources effectively. Um, I really try to, to, to sort of allow students the freedom to explore sources that they might not initially think are viable or valuable source material. Um, and then how do we critically read right? Those kinds of sources. How do we critically read a YouTube video? You know, we have to really equip students with the skills to do that because they're so immersed in digital media, in video content, in internet uh, media content um, through whatever source you want to you look at. You know, it could be YouTube, it could be Facebook, it could be Instagram, Snapchat. They're inundated with this digital content constantly. We have to help them get equipped with the skills that they are going to need to evaluate that content. So I really try to do that with them. Um, I try to make sure that they understand that, you know, how do we look at a tweet, you know, critically? How do we understand who that's coming from, where it's coming from? What is the rhetorical context around that tweet? And then, you know, taking that one step further, we've got this whole... We've got this whole sort of culture now of like comments and discussion and updates and texts that exist online that are malleable and changeable and they're constantly changing. It's a very different world for writers now, um, I think, in 2018 than, than before, uh, you know, or at least when I was when I was writing in school, um, when you, you know, all you had to work with really or all, all you know, my go to thing was the, the journals in the library, right? Those articles. But, you know, those still exist and those are still extremely valuable and we use them. We teach students how to do research with them. But we got to also teach them how to navigate the the murkiness of of the web. Um, So I think that's a huge part of critical reading as well. So that's just some of my my initial thoughts on critical reading. And and again, the aim of this podcast is to get you all to call in and share your ideas about critical reading, share your thoughts on what critical reading means, how you're working with it. Um, If you're a student, please call into the podcast. We would love to hear that perspective on how you're working with critical reading in your classes. If you're a teacher, an instructor, anywhere, um, please call in. Let us know some of the cool activities that you're doing, some of the ways that you approach critical reading in your classes, um, some of the struggles that you're having, anything like that. We would love to deepen this conversation with those kinds of ideas. So please uh, call in. Feel free to uh, hit me up on Twitter at Justin R. Carey. Uh, And again, this is the first in a five-part series podcast. We're going to be covering one learning outcome in each episode. So thank you so much for listening, and I really look forward to your call-ins.